are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me as always is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how's it going? It's going great. How about yourself? Uh, I am good also. Good. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm kind of sad we missed out on, uh, on the Combine. I think that would have been this past weekend, I believe, yep. uh, a year ago at the combine Matt was the first time you and I got to meet in person and the only time actually um, and and met a lot of other great people there it was an awesome experience my first time going and and so yeah kind, kind of missing that but we've got pro days uh, really kicking into gear uh, over the next few days the next couple weeks so we'll get some information we talked about that a little bit last week yeah I, I say I've been lamenting not being at Indy the last week, too. I really, really enjoyed that week, and it was awesome meeting you in person, obviously, and it's just a lot of fun, a lot of buzz. I mean, everyone in the NFL's there. It's a good time. So hopefully the world gets back to be a little more normal and we're there next year. That would be nice. Yeah. Matt, over our next four episodes, which includes uh, the next two weeks of shows for you and I, we're going to dive into some buys and sells. This is, of course, the perfect time of year to start uh, considering those trades to hopefully improve your dynasty roster. We're going uh, we're going to go division by division with this, and we'll start with uh, the North, uh, both the AFC and NFC North. Right. And since you're the the Steelers guy, we'll start it off with the AFC North, um, and we really want to focus just on one player to buy, one player to sell from each of us. Of course, we're talking the Pittsburgh Steelers, Baltimore, Cleveland, and Cincinnati. Who's one player from those four rosters in a dynasty league you would be buying right now? Uh, the name that jumped out at me was Odell Beckham. Yeah. I mean, I, I still think he's a heck of a football player. I don't think that they're going to move away from him this year. I think he'll be a Brown um, you hear some nonsense like, look how good the, the offense was without Odell. They don't need him. <laughs> yeah. Well, just yeah. imagine if they had him. They didn't really have a downfield passing game. And Higgins could be on the move. And I think all those given that he will return this year to an offense that seems to be finding himself and work out well. And the key is, you know, you know this better than I do, he's not super expensive right now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he is down in, in our ADP, and again, I'm looking at Dynasty League football, as we always do. Uh, mm-hmm. Odell's February ADP is wide receiver 40. He's right behind wow. yeah. Rashad Bateman, uh, a rookie who I really like. Um, Tyler Lockett, Adam Thielen, Debo Samuel, another rookie, Rondell Moore. All of those guys are ahead of Beckham, and, and for a player... Uh, who was not just the wide receiver one, but the 101, the top overall player in Dynasty, according to ADP, for well over a year. That's kind of staggering. But then when you yeah, look at yeah. when you look at his production, you kind Hard of get it. On. You kind of get it. Not only have we had the the injury uh, that he suffered this past year, but um, just just looking back at his production, he's given us three wide receiver one games. Uh, since the end of the 2018 season. So all of 2019, plus the six games he played in 2020, three games as a top 12 wideout. Yeah, I mean, his owners are very frustrated with him. 
maybe he has, maybe his best days are behind him. They probably are. I mean, I just think that it's worth taking a chance on a superb talent. And he has to be frustrating right now. But, man, I don't think the situation's bad. I'm kind of coming around on Mayfield, certainly a believer in the offense in general. Play action, long passes to Odell. I kind of like the ring of that. Yeah, and, and Beckham has been his name has been mentioned both as a uh, as a trade option and even an outright cut to save some uh, some salary. So I don't think ultimately either one of those happens. I do think he'll be back with the Browns, but certainly something to watch. Um, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna stick with that wide receiver position, but I'm going with okay. your squad, uh, the Steelers, and I'm thinking about Chase Claypool here. We saw the. Uh, really the surprising breakout season as a rookie from him. Um, and, of course, the expectation, is, as you've told us so many times, is that Juju Smith-Schuster will be gone. And uh, even though, um, you know, you can say what, what you will about his past year or so with the Steelers, um, him leaving would, would obviously open up uh, more work for, uh, for Claypool, for Deontay Johnson as well. Claypool had that one monster game. I think I think he scored four touchdowns, Matt. I believe over forty fantasy points. Yeah, yeah. That was that was his only wide receiver one game of the year. But he did uh, he did have uh, several other games as a wide receiver too. So we're talking somewhere between that thirteen to twenty four range, uh, and a couple other games where he fell outside of that range, but still gave you. Um, some nice production over 15 fantasy points in in a couple of other games. It just feels like this is just kind of the beginning for Chase Claypool. I, I agree. I mean, he's an immense talent. And I will say there was a little stretch there late in the season that a lot of people in the organization felt like he kind of hit a rookie wall and they're trying to balance his snaps a little bit. I'm sure that won't be the case this past year. I'm almost positive he led the league in defensive pass interference calls and yardage. So if you think about, you know, maybe he completes half of those, you know, you don't you don't get dragged down and beat up in, in by uh, defenders downfield. Yeah. So they throw to him deep, and I think they'll work on the offensive line in the running game this year, and I don't think Juju's going to be back. So Claypool's certainly somebody I'm betting on. Yeah, and for the record, since we're talking – uh, value ADP and everything like that. Claypool's February ADP is wide receiver 25. Um, and he's right behind his teammate, Deontay Johnson at wide receiver 24. I like the value on both of those guys, actually. Uh, let's move over and look at a couple players we would be selling. It's time to move on from who, Matt? I went with Tyler Boyd, who's a player I like. It's nothing that he did wrong. I think his stock has some value. People look at that passing game on the rise, and I agree with that. But my hunch is Higgins is going to go past him, and it really wouldn't shock me if they add another pass catcher, tight end or receiver, that could bump Boyd to the third option. So, you know, if he's a two-slash-three in that offense, I'm not so fond of him for fantasy. Yeah, I would agree with that. They, um, while the most popular mock draft picks seem to have the Bengals going with uh, Pene Sewell, the offensive lineman, you'll see the occasional uh, Jamar Chase or Kyle Pitts pick yeah. going to the Bengals at five overall. Uh, as you said, either one of those would obviously hurt the value and the production of Tyler Boyd. And, and even if they do go offensive line or, or any other position, 
the the receiver position is so deep that uh, anybody they draft in the second round or honestly even in the third round could be a threat to Boyd as well. Boyd's wide receiver 30. Uh, that feels a little high to me, so I like this call. Uh, Jalen Waddell is behind him. LaVisca hmm. Chenault, Cortland Sutton, Cooper Cup. I think I'd probably Cortland take Sutton. Yeah, I'd take all of those guys over Tyler Boyd. Yeah, I would too. I mean, what's Jalen Waddle projected to be? 106 in rookie draft, something like that? Yeah, I would say mid-first round. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I would gladly take 106 for Boyd right now. Well, if you look at the even the late first round, uh, and again, we're, we're months away from from making rookie draft picks in most leagues, but uh, potential late first rounders are guys like Terrace Marshall, um, other wide receivers like that, maybe a couple running backs sneak in there in that second mm-hmm. tier. It, it It's not quite to the point of me saying I'd take any first rounder for Tyler Boyd, but it's close to that. It is close to that. Um, and again, he really did anything wrong. He's a fine football player, yeah. but he's not a super athlete or anything like that either. And if they bring in a Higgins-like guy, he could be third in a heartbeat. Right. Uh, my sell would be Nick Chubb. And, and just like you said about Boyd, it's certainly not because of anything Chubb has done on the field. He's mm-hmm. uh, He's been very impressive. One of, one of the best pure running backs in the league, I think. We, we could certainly agree on that. Yeah. But we, we know the deal with him. He's not going to add much as a pass catcher. Uh, and in PPR leagues, that's so valuable. Looking at where he's being drafted late in first round, early in the second round of dynasty startup drafts. Honestly, I would just prefer uh, several of the other running backs that are in that same range, especially a lot of these guys coming off their, uh, their first season. I mean, Cam Akers, um, J.K. Dobbins would be close. We don't think he's going to catch the ball much either, so maybe he's kind of in that same range. But I'm thinking if I can sell Nick Chubb for Cam Akers and a little sweetener, a little sweetener that would yeah, be the, yeah. the move I would try to make. Yeah, I like that. I mean, as much as I love the player, I don't have much to add. It's just that I don't trust him to be a receiving contributor ever. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, Najee Harris is is another option expected to go with a, a top three pick in rookie drafts. Um, so if you can, uh, you sell Chubb for one of those top three picks, of course, be careful. That could be Travis Etienne. That could be Jamar Chase. So think about what your draft might look like. Uh, but I would think you could get something else along with one of those oh, picks for Nick Chubb. Yeah, I would totally think so. And it seems like a smart time to move on. I mean, he's been really good for you, but... Uh, if he's never going to be a receiver, that's big for fantasy. Yeah, I mean we've seen we've seen Derrick Henry overcome that really just with with volume, um, honestly, and 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 big plays and touchdowns. So that's that's what that's the path Nick Chubb has to follow to to basically become that um, that first round asset. And and I'm I'm just not sure I'm counting on that to happen. Yeah, I think Henry's a unicorn. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so from the AFC North, we are buying Odell Beckham and Chase Claypool. We are selling Tyler Boyd and Nick Chubb. When we come back, we'll take a look at the NFC North. First, let me tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to get all your sports action. Football might be over, not for long, but NBA, college hoops, and NHL are in full swing. Uh, Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, reality TV. 
Real-time updated odds and props are on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. It's the only people here on Locked On that we trust. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Your promo code for that is Locked On, all one word, all caps, to get that bonus. Bet online, your online sports books expert. The Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and successes of black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presents More Than the Game. This week, Candace Cooper of Locked On Tar Heels and Ross Jackson of Locked On Saints discuss holding space and blackness in sports. Subscribe to the Locked On Presents podcast feed on radio.com app or wherever you get your podcast. Matt, let's take a look at the NFC North. Uh, here we're looking at the Packers, the Bears, the Vikings, and the Detroit Lions looking for some buys and sells. Uh, I'll go first this time with my okay. buy. Um, looking at the Bears, we, we, uh, we're still not sure who their quarterback is going to be. But we're pretty sure Allen Robinson will be gone, and that makes me think I want to buy Darnell Mooney. Uh, Mooney uh, was one of the uh, most surprising and, and really most impressive rookie uh, wide receivers last year. Of course, wasn't really even drafted in most rookie drafts, and and came on as the season um, uh, as, as the season went on. I, I'm not looking at, at Mooney as the type of player who can be the wide receiver one for the Bears or, or for any team, but I do expect him, I, I expect his workload to increase, uh, especially if they're not able to bring in uh, kind of that traditional replacement for what Allen Robinson gave them. And the best part about Mooney, of course, is that he's, he's still cheap. Uh, he's not quite as cheap as he was. Uh, back in in rookie drafts last year, uh, but but still certainly very affordable. I think you could easily buy him for a second round pick, um, maybe a, even a late second rounder. He's wide receiver sixty four in our ADP. Uh, some others in that range: Gabriel Davis, Mike Williams, Sterling Shepard. That's kind of the company he's keeping in ADP right now. Yeah, it's a good one. I mean, I think he's there's a real good chance Mooney. I don't know if he'll ever be a high-volume guy, but he still could lead the Bears in receptions next year, assuming Robinson's gone. Um, I also think Tyree, or, or I think Cohen kind of fits in a little bit that mold. You might be able to get him super cheap right now as a pass-catching back, but those guys are hard to start. It kind of leads into my pick. I mean, mine is Cole Komet as well. I mean, with the um, same, the same logic. You know, he was a pretty highly touted tight end coming out of school. There's a lot of receptions to go around in Chicago. I, I liked the flashes I saw from both Mooney and Kmet, Kmet last year. A lot of ability. Both these players are kind of on the rise. Yeah, Kmet's a good one. Tight end 17 in that ADP uh, with, with some room to grow, I would think. Um, but he, he's another one that really, as, as you kind of alluded to there, came on late in the season and expect him to uh, – to see a larger role in 2021 and beyond. So I, yeah. I like, uh, I like the idea of looking at those bears. Any, any guess on what they do at quarterback? I don't, I think, I think the bears, Washington and new England 
are the hardest ones to guess. Because I don't think there'll be a guy to draft at that point. Maybe Mac Jones gets to that point, but it seems like his stock is starting to pick up. Um, who's the logical guy you could trade for? I don't really know. I mean, could Fitzpatrick be one of those starters? You That's know, what I was thinking. Like that. Yeah, yeah Patrick, that, kind of, that would a, be bad for fantasy. A trade for Teddy, maybe? Maybe. It's not too exciting either, is it? No. I mean, that's more exciting for Cohen and dump-offs and Montgomery to me. I, I I always think about, when I think about Chicago quarterbacks, I don't want a weak-armed guy in that wind. Yeah, and that's a good Teddy point. doesn't really fit the drive-the-ball-through-the-air type guy. Yeah, I don't know, thought. Darnold. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not loving with the options, to be honest with you. Well, it feels like Darnold's getting moved, so it's only a matter of, mm-hmm. of where, not not if. Um, he goes. Mm-hmm. Let's finish up with our cells from the NFC North. Matt, who are you ready to move on from? Yeah, and, and I've mentioned this a lot over the last couple of months, and by no means is he in sell at all costs. I just think that Dalvin Cook's injury history, mm-hmm. workload, situation is fleeting. You know, I mean, how much longer is that going to be able to keep up? So. I'm entertaining offers for him in a big way. And kind of like you talked about with Chubb. I mean, if I could turn him into acres plus, that would be nice. Yeah, I I totally agree. I've said it as well and and, uh, continue to kind of have that mindset. I mean, he's he's the RB5. He's five overall in our ADP. Uh, I'm just not taking Dalvin Cook in the first round. And I know that means I'm not getting Dalvin Cook. But if I already have him on one of my rosters and I can trade him for um, Devontae Adams, DK Metcalf, Tyree Kill, mm-hmm. uh, Justin Jefferson, Akers, A.J. Brown, DeAndre Swift, all of these players, several players below him, uh, that's, that's a move I'm making. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and I mentioned this on the DLF Dynasty podcast this week as well, but I would I would say it again here uh in case anyone missed that one. Uh last last offseason Alexander Madison, of course, Dalvin Cook's backup. Alexander Madison was a hot uh, a hot trade target in in dynasty leagues and a kind of a a trendy um mid-round pick in in startups. And then he didn't really give us much. Uh, for the most part, Cook was healthy. Uh, Madison got uh, got his chance at a little bit of work and was fine, but wasn't anything special. Uh, he's still young. I still have the same concerns with Cook. And, and now, because of that, I guess what's viewed almost as a failure, now Madison is, is super cheap. So uh, I'm doing the same thing again this offseason and trying to acquire Alexander Madison as that insurance policy in as many leagues as I can. I considered him as my buy too, but I thought that might be a little redundant, you know, for the same reasons right. they have so many needs on defense and could enforce their offensive line. Maybe cousins has moved in the next year or two that I think if cook falls off, gets injured, whatever gets too expensive, they wouldn't look much further than Madison and just hand it to him. I think people forget how good he is. Yeah. Uh, my cell here is a, a running back, a name that I just mentioned, actually. It's uh, DeAndre Swift. And uh, we've been quoting February ADP. We have just started our March Dynasty mock drafts. And, Matt, six players were chosen as first-rounders in every single mock draft we ran. So, basically, we could say that there are six consensus first-rounders uh, 
Not in Superflex, I assume. No, this is not Superflex. Yeah, this is one quarterback. So uh, no surprise on some of these names. Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Alvin Kamara, Jonathan Taylor, Dalvin Cook, and the sixth one is DeAndre Swift. Wow. yeah. yeah, so he was a first rounder in every mock draft we ran uh, of those one quarterback mocks, and same thing I said about Chubb. Honestly, really kind of a similar story to Dalvin Cook as well. It's not that I don't like the player; I don't like the value. And um, to think that he's being viewed in 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 some ways as the sixth best player in dynasty leagues ahead of every wide receiver, uh, and, and with a gap between he and acres or uh or dobbins uh or or even some of these rookie running backs we have coming in this year the value just feels a little out of whack to me so again cam acres uh i I need to be sending some offers for cam acres because he's the he's the trade target in every one of these theoretical trades that offense has a chance to be really bad (laughs) you know i mean the lions the Yes. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. that team in general has a chance to be really bad. I really like the player. I see some Kamara in him, and I can so that's, I mean, why people are taking him in the first round. But your point is he's just a little too expensive. And if he's a, you know, a, a lead back, but maybe only a 65 70% share guy in one of the worst offenses in the league, uh, is that good for fantasy? Probably not. Yeah. All right, that wraps up our buys and sells from the AFC and NFC North. The NFC, again, we are buying a couple of young Chicago Bears, Cole Komet, Darnell Mooney. We are selling those running backs that we just don't quite trust at this point, or we don't like the value, Dalvin Cook and DeAndre Swift. Matt, when we come back, we will continue our rookie profile series. We're talking Elijah Moore today. Ooh, I'm excited to do that, but I'm also excited to tell you about rockauto.com. All those chain stores out there have different price tiers for professional mechanics versus people like yourselves that are do-it-yourselfers. You know, so the beauty of rockauto.com's prices are they're the same for everybody and they're reliably low. Uh, rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear. Uh, rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. So go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Uh, whether it's your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Uh, the rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their how did you hear about us section so they know that we sent you. Um, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. For some NFL teams, the games may be over, but the work is just beginning. Join Trevor Sykema and Benjamin Solek of the Locked On NFL Draft podcast every Tuesday as they start their Team Takeover Tuesday offseason series. Each week, they pick a new team, take a deep dive into potential front office and head coach signings, a roster review, free agent strategies, and go through a team-centric mock draft. That's every Tuesday over at Locked On NFL Draft. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast.
Matt, let's talk Elijah Moore. He is the junior wide receiver from Ole Miss. He's five foot nine, one hundred eighty-five pounds. We're going to come back to uh, come back to that size, that stature, very soon. I want to ask mm-hmm. you about that. Uh, entered uh, Ole Miss as a four-star recruit. Uh, actually, was set to go to Georgia, decommitted from Georgia, and went over to Ole Miss and Hugh Freeze. I'm sure that was totally on the up and up. Uh, <laughs> Moore had had a solid career, but certainly broke out in his uh, final season this past year for Ole Miss uh, and and actually opted out of the final few games this season. So he just played eight games this year, but uh, put up a a great season-long stat line. 86 catches over uh, or nearly 1,200 yards, I should say, and eight touchdowns just this year. Uh, What are your thoughts on Elijah Moore? I love him. I really do. I mean, I, I'm do we? I'm not disputing your numbers because on tape, he looks and certainly plays a lot bigger than five nine yes. one eighty five. So, uh, do we know his pro day numbers yet or anything? I mean, I don't think they've come out, so I'm curious no, what his actuals so. are. You know, yeah, I right. don't think we do. And and I would say I don't know. I, I can I can see the five nine. I, I trust the yes, five nine, yes. but I think he he feels bigger than the one eighty five for sure. He definitely plays bigger. I mean, he's a physical guy. He can handle the rigors of the slot. That's something people don't think about. Like the the Welkers and Edelmans of the world, they have taken a beating over their career. I mean, defensive linemen fall on them. They get hit by linebackers. You know, they don't get gently nudged out of bounds on the sidelines. You need to be a physical, tough guy. And I think Moore fits that mentality, but also has some deep uh, deep speed and some big playability, you know, run-go routes out of the slot, things like that, just get the ball in his hands, very productive. And I don't think people are talking about him as highly as they should just because there's so many good receivers in this class. And that seems to be the case every year. We, there's a couple guys that are really good players that I bet are second-round NFL players that aren't going to be, you know, thought of as stars. And I think he could be... I don't say Steve Smith, but I think he kind of has a little bit of that in him. Yeah, he certainly plays tough. Um, yeah, and, and yeah. maybe maybe that's why we think of him as as bigger, thicker than uh, than what we see, um, you know, in in the numbers here. But yeah, he took some he took some big time shots uh, in that in that up and down offense, and and got up every time. You know that. So the Steve Smith comp, it, it's it's hard to compare anybody to him because he was such a a, a unique player um mm-hmm. but yeah i i can kind of see it a little bit um some some pros for elijah moore has great hands played mostly in the slot as as matt said also has the speed to be a deep threat i want to go back to the size we've talked about it a lot already five nine 185 is what he's listed at and, and there's there's several others in this class who we could call undersized and it doesn't seem to be impacting their early dynasty value, their NFL draft value. They're still showing up, you know, in the first, second round of of Mm -hmm. NFL mock drafts. And three years ago, certainly five years ago, um, we wouldn't have even been looking at these guys. So what have you seen that um, other than, I don't know what has caused this change. I guess in the NFL to to be so comfortable with the smaller wide receivers. 
Uh, a couple things. I mean, I think people realize, I mentioned, you know, Welker and Edelman, they were kind of for, you know, uh, ahead of their time or paved the way right. for small slot receivers. And people realized how valuable that position is. And we're even moving AJ Green types to the slot now. I mean, get everybody in the slot to get the easy matchups. I think people have realized very quickly that that is an easy completion uh, even if it's only five, six yards and go down to after first contact, it's still fine. They're easy throws. They're very college-friendly throws for young quarterbacks. And I, I also think just the league's not as physical as it used to be. I mean, you don't go over the middle and Jack Tatum doesn't take your head off anymore. You know what I mean? That's you can't true. headhunt, you know? I mean, so you can get away with a little less size, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, all all fair points. Uh, I I do think it's still uh, understandable, at least to to list that as a con or a concern for Elijah Moore, the yeah, size. Yeah. Um, I, I talked about that breakout in his junior season. That's uh, under Lane Kiffin, his his offense, which is obviously um, up tempo and receiver friendly. Any concern that Elijah Moore is just a product of that offense? I don't know the offense well enough, or have watched you know enough Lane Kiffin college tape to really know. But I think his attributes stand out on their own, and he will be an asset in any offense. So the short answer is no. Yeah, that's that's good. That's good to hear. Yeah, uh, Moore is is currently looked at as a day two pick in the NFL draft. Looking at his dynasty rookie value, again, this is all from February. We will have some new March data very soon. In our one-quarterback rookie mock drafts, he came in at 16 overall, so we're talking about the 2.04 in uh, 12-team leagues. That made him the wide receiver 10, uh, a little bit higher in, in some ways, at least in super flex uh, rookie drafts. He was the wide receiver 9. That made him 19 overall, so um, hmm. mid middle of the second round. I think maybe he sneaks into the late first round of rookie drafts, but he's going to be somewhere in that range between 10 and 15, 16. And I love the value at that point. Yeah. I mean, early second round pick on this guy for rookie drafts is gold. I would gladly, gladly trade two, two for him right to second, not even knowing where he lands. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would as well. Uh, in our startup ADP, he was 120 overall. That made him the wide receiver 59. And just for some context, he's being drafted around Chase Edmonds, Evan Ingram, Mike Williams, another rookie, Chuba Hubbard. Uh, those are some of the players in that same range of startup dynasty value. So that is our quick... over Chuba Hubbard. Yeah, I would too. Pretty easily, actually. <laughs> yeah, right. That's our quick look at Elijah Moore. We'll continue to dive into uh, really every notable rookie uh, throughout the next uh, next several weeks and, and even months, uh, especially as we start getting this this pro day data. That will really help give us a picture of, of Elijah Moore and so many other players. Yeah, good stuff. That is it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL. And I'm Ryan, MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.